Welcome to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar along with Ken Wyant. Dr. Wyant is a professor at Tennessee Tech University and uh, in business, of course. And so we're talking with you, business owners, business managers, professional practice principals, uh, people who are investors, people who are looking for investors, uh, <laughs> people who are interested in performing better and doing a better job of attracting more business to what it is that uh, they are selling. And so in the process of that, we have um, um, come up with some thinking about the idea. Uh, this, this came from Inc. Magazine and, um, and the major uh, bunch of information that they provided in ways to remain relevant, ways that your business can remain relevant relevant and they they mentioned 10 of them and i'm going to go through them quickly and then ken and i are going to come back and talk about uh the first of these um one is they say the 10 ways companies remain relevant they see the past the present and the future as a continuous arc and they understand what made them successful at each juncture so that's number one two is they are shrewd consumers of technology adopting and customizing new platforms as applications for customers become apparent. Three is they pay attention and respond to societal changes. Four, they study new entrants closely but avoid knee-jerk reactions. Some of those new players might become partners rather than competitors. Five, they practice a kind of perpetual beta with customers working together closely so that both sides learn from each other. Six, they seek new partnerships and the perspective of outsiders. Seven, they become thought leaders in their fields. Eight, they listen to their young employees. Nine, they improvise and innovate on core strengths rather than blow up everything and start again. And 10, they remain true to foundational values. So we'll we'll come back to this list. I'm sure you weren't able to write it that fast or even punch it into your keyboard. So um, we're going to get started here with the beginning parts. We'll see how far we go, and then uh, whatever might be left over, we'll cover next week. So the first of these 10 ways companies remain relevant. Um, Ken, you want to start us with any comments about those? The, the first one, they see the past, present, and future as a continuous arc. They understand well, I think what that made them successful. I think uh, the the goal here is that uh, we evolve as companies, and uh, our goal is to learn from the past, work today with a goal of continuing to be successful in the future as our world and environment changes, and we see more and more change every day, and it seems to be happening faster and faster. And I think the new word out there is disruption. Uh, and, and I think how you had mentioned earlier that maybe it's not any more disruptive than it used to be. We're just aware of it so quickly that it feels like it's disrupting, disrupting us every day. But that the, the fast pace of change in the world with the technologies means that we really have to work and continuously be evaluating how our actions today are preparing us for the future. And, and, and this, I would mention, by the way, this applies to even if you're running a little retail store in a little town. I mean, the dynamics of 
what we're talking about, how to stay relevant in what Ken is referring to and Inc. Magazine says is the age of disruption. We're in it. And so it makes a difference. Uh, even, as I said, if you have a little retail store in a little town, there still are things there that you, you're going to need to be paying attention to to stay relevant, to, to stay together, to grow. Um, and I interrupted you, Ken. I'm sorry. You no, no. Go ahead with it's, uh, I think that as we look at this, we and we'll come to some ex- some examples, but I think all of us can come up with examples of products or companies that seem to have uh, stopped moving or have not appeared to keep up with the world as it has changed, and we see that that uh, that it has a major impact on their success. We've seen companies start it becoming uh, or begin liquidating and selling themselves and closing down because they haven't kept up. This, by the way, applies also to professional practices. I mean, I've seen um, many years of working with doctors. I've seen doctors who who have just terrible intake forms. When you go there and you sit down to fill out a form, they don't ask questions that you really are interested in getting answers to. Um, and And there are... And sometimes you're rushed at it, and there's just not an opportunity to express yourself. The, the, the forms are very strict and rigid, and, you know, maybe it's time to look at some new ways to do what you're doing as a, as a physician, for example, or as a lawyer. Um, maybe people are thinking other things than you think they are. Um, maybe there are hidden um, needs that they have that are not being expressed on the surface. And you need to find those out because that's part of what you're being paid for. Yeah, paying attention to change actually will bleed into uh, the third a little bit. But we get, as we get set in a way of doing things and it becomes comfortable. Changing that takes extra effort. Uh, how you had talked about forms that are old, and we've all filled out forms that were copies of copies of copies of copies from a copy <laughs> machine, and it becomes blurry. And yet, to replicate that form in a fresh, new way and submit it, I've had the occasion to fix a form, make it fresh, submitted it, and it was rejected because it was not the expected copy of a copy of a copy. Right. In fact, it's interesting because I'm doing some work right now with a uh, – a company that um, has a, a digital uh, form to be filled out by patients in a doctor's office. And they, they're handed a little handheld device. It's very simple. And they just push a bunch of buttons. It re- it's, it's just moves right along with the speed of the patient. And it leaves lots of things open that they can put in so that the information that's communicated to the doctor is very thorough. And, and this is an interesting new approach. You're not filling out paper forms anymore. If we go back to the goal, and the goal is to provide information and update, uh, uh, then how do we use the technology that continues to change to do that and to make it better? Um, we are going to take a short break here. We'll be right back. Um, this is Hal and Ken, and we are talking about the age of disruption. So don't go away. 
Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal and Ken. We're talking to, uh, today about the age of disruption and how to be relevant with your business or professional practice. What are some things that you need to be aware of and that you need to do to help you through these times of instantaneous information overflow that we are in and, um, and, and be able to deal with it comfortably? Uh, Ken, you were starting to say something about uh, technology, obviously, just before break, uh, being we, a main we culprit were, here. <laughs> just before break, we were talking about how just filling out forms has, has changed with technological advances. And, and when you see a company that is successful, the, those companies are consuming. They are, they are actively using current technology as it comes out and trying all the new technologies and learning about them. Tell us about the car thing. You started to tell me that before. I thought that was fascinating. Uh, the um, w One of the things that we've seen is just recently, um, uh, some of our major uh, car manufacturers have decided to quit manufacturing the sedan because, all, surprise, people were buying pickup trucks and SUVs. And and we talk about that as a major change, and, and that strikes me as odd, because if we were truly keeping up and watching societal uh, changes, we would have been adjusting more or incrementally as we see the change. Instead of surprise, now we have to quit making cars. Well, and of course, we're talking today about not having any cars in the future. Sometimes. And they're talking about that. And we have to. <laughs> we we have hope to, that's just talk, but <laughs> we have to be alert. But we get stuck in a way of doing things, and yet we see cycles of this. Right. And the surprising thing is, an SUV is surprisingly not that new. If you take a silhouette of a, a sport utility vehicle, and superimpose it over a silhouette of the Model T, they have a similar shape. For, for those who Better, don't know what a Model T is? <laughs> uh, 19, in the age of 1920s, uh -huh. the auto, automobile by uh, Ford, uh, their Model T really became one of the very first uh, mass-produced mass right. consumer products where we could all begin. I, I mentioned that Ken, Ken restores uh, old uh, trucks and um, and cars. I'm sure, and, and that's as a hobby. So um, obviously, has lots of um, background in the automotive field in terms of uh, history and what's going on now and the differences with technology that what they bring to the table. Um, so responding to societal changes, responding to changes that occur within your industry or your business type or your professional practice is not reacting. It's, again, responding. Responding is a really important word because uh, reacting means a knee-jerk. It means doing something on the spur of the moment that could get you in trouble later, you know. Responding is is thinking th something through, evaluating, assessing quickly w what it is that's going on, and then making a statement, taking an action that uh, are relevant to that. And some sometimes uh, new people coming into an organization are more tempted to uh, to become partners rather than competitors. And so that 
that that's an area that you need to look at as well in, in what's going on um, with those around you. The market changes. Automotive again. Tesla, new participant, changing the market. Uh, the automakers need to understand the impact that that has on the market and find ways to move. And we've seen we've seen the automotive industry uh, take their competitors and learn how to partner with them when necessary to create some value for the company. One of the things that the Inc. Magazine article is talking about that we are quoting from is uh, a study called the from the Turnaround Society, an organization of business restructuring experts. And the study finds that the top two internal precipitators, there's a big word, of a corporate crisis, or actually any business crisis, are the leader of that organization hanging on to strategies that no longer work. And, and a failure to stay in touch with customers, as we've talked about in our last show, uh, having a focus group set up for, for learning more from your customers, and having that coupled with unwillingness to adapt to changes that are occurring around them. When that relates to Ken's comments about um, uh, the growth of technology and how that's impacting us all. In a business setting, when you're running a business and you have all kinds of, besides customers, obviously, uh, your own employees and staff and advisors and others to deal with on a day-to-day basis, these things all become relevant. And so in in the age of disruption, again, relevance becomes important and, and um, talk is not. So the, the bottom line is to be able to evaluate, assess, take action, um, instead of re- reacting, respond. Um, we, we were also talking about tailgates this morning and, uh, you know, um, that, that trucks that are uh, coming out and they're selling tailgates. I mean, I'm more interested in getting where I want to go or doing the work that needs to be done with a truck uh, but I guess that appeals to some people. And uh, <laughs> uh, well, are we? Are is your business connecting with its customers? Are you more excited about the product you've designed? Yeah. Or are you That's excited about how important it is? To those that we would be selling yeah, it to. That's particularly important if you're sitting in a garage business right now or your kitchen table business and you're trying to get up and running. Um, be thinking about that. That it isn't so much what you put into it that pleases you as it is that will please others. And if you haven't done some good studying on that point, uh, you might want to consider it. We're going to take a break here and we'll be back to you shortly. Uh, don't go away. Wait till we hear the end of this. All right. Welcome back to Business Works. This is Hal and Ken. We are talking about staying relevant in the age of disruption, and we're referring to Inc. Magazine article on this subject, and and the different ways to remain relevant with the business that you own or operate or run or manage or your professional practice. And so we've gone through a few of these, and um, we were, before the break, we were starting to talk about uh, new 
new businesses and how to avoid knee-jerk reactions and stay focused on responding instead of reacting. Um, and now we're looking at one that's about perpetual beta. What does that mean? <laughs> Ken, have you thought about that? Well, a perpetual beta is we are willing to try new things with our customers. We're trying, looking at changes, testing it, evaluating it with our customers so that we, we get involved in uh, continually improving or working to improve our business, our product, whether it's a product or a service, and how we uh, present that to customers. And so uh, trying something, working with our customers to determine that it is a good or an improvement in their view or not. So this goes back to the last show again that we did on uh, focus groups and how to how to That's use focus groups to really find out what customers think, not what you think they think. But it also goes to even though things are going well, be aware of what's going out there, going on in the market, what's going on in technology. Can be a consumer of technology to say how can this new technology improve what we provide. Uh, I have been a client, <laughs> patient uh, of a healthcare provider that was using the old restaurant um, vibrating beepers to um, decide when to check you in. <laughs> you check in to check in. And 50% of them would work. Finally, they have evolved and tried, uh, and just since they had all your cell phones, they just send you a text. Well, yeah, because wouldn't that make you concerned about what, <laughs> if, if a doctor's using something like that and it doesn't work, uh, would make me pretty concerned but about what they're going to do for me, you know, the, when I get the in there. The other thing is, is you hope that it had been tested and working with consumers right. as we go. And so, and, and I think it's fine for restaurants. And, <laughs> and, and holding on to a you in this world, you get a new technology. You need to continually evaluate it because technology is changing so quickly. Your new technology, while you think it's great, can become old very quickly as things um, change. We're seeing a lot of leapfrogging. We we have to, by the way, um, you know work closely with customers um, because there's a way to learn from each other when we do that. So you can't grab somebody as they're going out the door and pull them aside and say, oh, I want to give you a survey. Uh, you have to think of ways to, to make the best use of, of customer input. And sometimes it's just by the questions you might ask. It's by the way that your demeanor uh, comes across to others. Um, it, it has to do sometimes with your employees and the ways that they ask questions and make statements to customers. And it certainly has a lot to do with listening and how hard you really pay attention to what people say. And when you hear something, do you take the time and trouble to pull that little pad, pocket pad out of your pocket and, and jot a note or two down on it for yourself? Um, as opposed to punching it into your cell phone. <laughs> okay, so... Um, these are thoughts that um, we have here about this. There are 
uh, many others related to it, and we have lots yeah. of examples. And Ken, just, you want to just continue with the subject for a second? I'm reminded of an example of a company that, um, a t- technology company, uh, had a great idea, was doing things well, and actually started making changes but didn't recognize and didn't do it in conjunction with customer demand. They actually changed too quickly. And if you know the company Netflix, a provider of entertainment on tell an alternative way to view right. music and shows, they sold. They used to have uh, two lines of business: streaming and CDs or DVDs. And depending on uh, the movie you chose, it would either stream or if it, if they didn't have it as streaming, they would mail you a DVD. They made the decision to separated into two businesses and lost millions of subscribers because the subscriber was buying easy access to movies and shows. They weren't buying streaming or DVDs. They were wanting easy access. And so while Netflix realized that the technology was moving to streaming, their customers were still using both streaming and DVDs as a single item of entertainment. And they tried to separate it and hadn't kept in touch with their consumers or their customers in doing so. So so staying in touch with customers and consumers in doing so is critically important. We're in a little town here where um, the Sears store locally has closed – um, we know there are still uh, quite a few hundred that are left open around the country, but they've gone through uh, pretty cataclysmic times. And the the store, it's interesting that closed has being taken over half of it by the next door neighbor, which is uh, CJ Maxx. The other half is going to be taken by uh, Hobby Lobby, which already has a big store on the other end of town. So. That says something for both of those businesses. It also says something for Sears. If you'd think about how they started out uh, with catalogs, and Ken and I were talking about this this morning, and that the the catalog business at the time was revolutionary, and they didn't stay with that. And and so you know we're um, we're at a point where we uh, are a little bit out of time, so we're going to hurry with this last comment. But it's just. Uh, that you know when you are when you get to a point where you're out of touch with with what's working and out of touch with your customer base um that's problematical and it's only going to get worse so we thank you for being with us today and um we hope that we'll see you uh next time around and you'll come back next week because we are going to deal with the rest of the age of disruption, and we'll talk about um, five other really key ingredients to this that are important for you as a business owner or manager. Thank you.